Hi, I'm Bill Allerton from Urban Tiger Radio and I'm sat here over the border in Derbyshire for a change with Welsh Jeff. We're going to talk about the old days of the Harley Quinn plus Jeff's new work. Flash when the lighthouse in the dark Walking in the evening in come Duncan Park I was just remembering, every time I hear your voice, thinking that Welsh Jeff is a bit of a misnomer, because as soon as you open your mouth or play the first couple of chords, I know you're Welsh. How long have you been in England? Probably since 1969. <laughs> so, so you barely qualify as Welsh anymore, then? Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think, first time I met you, it was, it must have been, let's have a look, I think I was round at about 50, so it must have been 20 years ago, 19, 20 years ago now, the... Uh, Harley Quinn on Johnson Street, pub that no longer exists, and both of us have spent a lot of time in there. I don't know about you, but I feel that since the Harley Quinn's gone, it's actually holding me back because I can't find anywhere that resembles it in any way, shape, or form. Have you managed to find anywhere? Um, well, I, 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 I'm not sure I touch quite the same, same um, feelings to the Harley Quinn as Bill does, but I first came to Sheffield in, I think it was 1978, 1979, and the first place that, that I actually played music here was the amazing Grapes Folk Club in, in Tripod Lane. And that's really the place that kind of uh, sticks in my mind as where, where, where it started for me. Uh, in some ways, I, I regard the Harlequin as, as a carry-on from the amazing Grapes. And indeed, the, the um, for me, the many of the people and, and, and the, the, the club that I associated with Harlequin carried on as the Play On Folk Club that went, or it was stopped for a time, but it, it, it went for a while to the Shakespeare, if I remember. Then it went to the, the Fat Cat for, for many years, and then to the, the Rutland, and it's currently in the Banner Cross. Almost a history of the folk scene in Sheffield then. I want to ask you about your work. I have two CDs of yours, and I gather there are a couple more, aren't there, somewhere? There are five CDs, if you don't count the one I did for the MZ Riders Club, which uh, really has only got, it's just a compilation of tracks off the other ones. So there are sort of five proper CDs. The Spartan series, as, as they're known, due to the cheap packaging. You mentioned your MZ. Well, that's something that we have in common because we both like motorbikes and somehow we always end up mentioning motorbikes whenever we have a conversation. I seem to remember at one point you were building your MZ up in your bedroom. Is that is my memory right? That will have been before. That was a very long time ago. I don't build it in the bedroom here. I have, I have a decent garage here, but uh, build it I do frequently. Yes, we do. We do tend to get to talking about motorbikes. Motorbikes play quite a large part in my songs. Yeah, especially uh, Arthur, Biker King of Wales. I was lis listening to that in the car the other day, and it, it's uh, it's incredible. I think I might include it on this podcast. So, uh, oh, it's good. It's actually better when you're playing the guitar with it. I remember when you used to come in the uh, Harlequin on Friday night and recite that without. Uh, yeah, you used to recite it a cappella with, without the guitar. I remember that. It was good. Your your work, when I listen to your songs, they are predominantly about Wales. Do you really miss Wales? Well, let's say that in the summer, Wales pulls on my teeth. Right, OK. One of my favourite tracks is Come Donkin Park, which I'm going to play on this podcast. Probably right about now. 
Flash when the lighthouse in the dark Walking in the evening in Cumdonkin Park Following the lady, her legs were long She is wanted in connection with a stolen song Barkeeper watches with a baleful eye Seems to notice me no matter how I try To stand very still, he make like a tree I guess he must be part of, part of the very same conspiracy Over the reservoir, down by the green bank A constable is strolling, hands behind his back He must know she's carrying, but he just walks on by You'd think he would arrest her, but he don't even try And flash when the lighthouse in the dark Walking in the evening in Duncan Park I got an old theater ticket A torn across pound note A cipher sewed into the turned up collar of my coat Cool Louis dark glasses turned up Levi jeans a faded passport photograph of her at 17 And flash when the lighthouse in the dark Walking in the evening in Cumdonkin Park Following a lady, her legs were long She's wanted in connection with a stolen song Oil tankers honking outside of the docks White rollers breaking on the Mumbles Lighthouse rocks A warm breeze is blowing in from the sea First stars showing through the branches of the trees There's poems in the flower beds, faces in the trees Footsteps on the cobblestone, scents upon the breeze She turns and walks towards me down by the corner gate I think I catch a warning but already far too late like a black man in the cellar, like a white man in the snow The green man in the bushes that makes the flowers grow He's calling out to me, you better hide, you better run But I just walk towards her like a blind man to the sun And flash when the lighthouse in the dark Walking in the evening in Cumdonkin Park Flash when the lighthouse in the rain she said, it may be a long time, but I always knew that I'd see you again. Tell me something more about the lyrics to Come Donkin Park, Jeff. Can you tell me where they came from? It's obviously a very, very uh, powerful love song when I listen to it. Yes, I, I, I have difficulty remembering. I, in fact, I remember having difficulty remembering the lyrics the last time Bill asked me to play it in front of an audience. <laughs> it's not... I'm, I mean, I'm very pleased that Bill likes this, this song because it's not one that many people have ever said to me they liked very much. I've always uh, liked it, but I, I don't really know where the lyrics come from. I, I, I have difficulty with songs in this sense. I, I mean, I think probably all songs come through the cracks, really. 
I mean, even for Uncle Bob, they came through the crack until about 1963 when the ceiling fell in. But they come through the cracks. I don't really experience any creative satisfaction out of my songs. It's more of a finding experience than a than a writing experience. Um, I suppose they 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 gift from somewhere, probably presumably from my subconscious. Um, so it's difficult to explain lyrics. I mean, sometimes I they tend to come almost complete as well, not requiring not much more than my little tidying up. I mean, sometimes I have to look up words in them. The nearest analogy I can give is once I saw on the TV some blokes who were hosing mammoth bones out of a mud cliff. And that's what songwriting's like for me. That's an interesting perspective. I can understand that, though, because poetry's like that. Sometimes the poem comes almost fully formed. Um, you you pour it out onto the paper and then you you take a knife to it and start whittling it down into something that resembles something that someone else might want to listen to. I recall talking to you in the past because I'm a failed guitarist. I can't play guitar for love and the money. I know where all the chords are, but I, you know I can't coax music out of it in the way you do out of a guitar and a banjo. And and you once confided in me that you played your own songs because you couldn't work everybody else's music either you couldn't cope with doing covers and uh, and actually i think your music is incredibly complex if you take the time to listen to it and your playing is incredibly complex do you owe that do you think to it being your own composition well i, I think what well, i think this is absolutely right i mean i i i i have no doubt that i i've i've found it easier to write songs than to learn other people's that's the, the simple fact of it uh, i mean that's perhaps not are true now um, but certainly when I started I wrote songs because they came to me and, and I could, could play them um, I don't know how really I, I, I know how I learned to play the guitar it was when I was 15, six, 16 I think I, I hitchhiked with a friend we, 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 we hitchhiked to Spain this had been about 1967 and um, we, we, we catched the lift on a tour bus that got us as far as Bordeaux and then we went down through Madrid, down to the Costa Brava, and and we camped out in uh, the back of the beach near Barcelona for quite some time. And um, there was um, on the beach at night, people would go down and there was a campfire on the beach, and they'd sing songs around it. And there was a guy from Liverpool there, um, somewhat older, you know, early twenties perhaps, uh, with a black beard, and he was from Liverpool, and he used to play the guitar and sing. He'd sing all sorts of things, but but uh, I, I I this completely blew me away. This was because up to then, music for me had been something that was on records and on the radio and on the TV. I'd never come across this concept of actually being with somebody who was playing it, you know. And I I just couldn't get over this. So I, before we we left Spain, I I bought myself a a little classical guitar, a sort of three-quarter size one, which I, I carried on my back, back to the UK. And that's really what I started to learn to play on. And I, I found it really hard to, to play people like Bob Dylan or, or Skiffle or anything like that. And the thing that I found that I, I could actually learn was, was Leonard Cohen. And um, there was a... Leonard Cohen had a songbook that he had all this tablature, detailed tablature in, 
and I found, you know, I could I could do this, and I could actually make it sound the way that he made it sound. Um, perhaps in part because he had a a nylon string guitar, and and that's how I I learned to play the guitar, and then how I learned the banjo. I well, it's it's a, it's a long long story, but the truth is, I've never tried to be a banjo player. Some people say I don't play the banjo like a banjo. I just play it the way. It, it sort of seems to be wanted to be played to me, having learned to play the guitar the way I learned to play the guitar, which was Leonard Cohen. <laughs> it's strange you should mention uh, Bob Dylan, because my pet name for you is Bob Dylan Thomas, because your uh, your both your your music, your style of, of, of guitar, and particularly your, your banjo style, uh, are very, very lyrical. And your lyrics are... Wonderful. I mean, they they are really uh, esoteric lyrics, and they bring something out in me that uh, I wouldn't otherwise experience. One of the things I've been enjoying in the car recently was the night and the flowery maid. A night walked down Slamgefnie Road, his dented armour rusty red. He was too poor to have a horse. Or anyone to share his bed And in a field above the sea He stopped to sleep an hour or two And as his head fell on his shield Behind his eyes a strange thought grew If I could make all out of flowers the fairest maid in Anglesey Then all my days in sun or showers My own true love she would surely be He took siesta for her eyes And for her cheeks a downy rose Fine red-brown fern to form her hair Slim marron for her limbs he chose And as the evening turned to jade And as his armour burned to gold There lay by him a flowery maid All finely wrought but still and cold If you would lay your hair so brown across my shoulder in this moon then i would sing a love song so softly no one would ever know and in the engine hall of fate where great wheels gears and chains impel the rods of chance and circumstance one tiny pin sheared through and fell now in the lonely morning sand two lines of footprints twine and meet one broad and deep from iron boots the other one from small bare feet 
Do you want to uh, tell me a little bit of something about where the lyrics for this one came from? Oh, well, that was really the song I, 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 a song I wrote for my wife, Linda. That's as simple as that, really. Oh, I didn't know it was dedicated to Linda. Now, if people want to come and listen to you play, is there any way they can find out where you're playing at the moment? I go fairly regularly to the um, Three Merry Lads uh, in Cutthorpe. Once on once a month, and fairly regularly to the uh, Play On Club at the Banner Cross. Those are probably the only two now. The the clubs that we were most attached to were, were the the Robbers Dog Club and the the Play On when they they were both at the Rutland, but that closed down a couple of years ago. Yes, I I'll go sometimes to the to the Princess Royal. Although to be honest, I haven't been for a while. I go you know a few times a year, not not regular regularly. The most recent sort of you know, bookings I've had, um, as opposed to just turning up and playing something. I've been at the, um, two months ago maybe, I, I played at the Library Theatre in Chesterfield, and um, a couple of weeks back I played at the Shakespeare in, in Sheffield. But, you know, I, I don't really sort of go hustling for gigs. I, I, so, I, you know, if people come along and ask me, I'll usually say, say yes, you know, particularly if it's not in the summer. So... What I did ask you the other day uh, when we arranged this was that if you had three favourite songs, you could tell me what they were from your repertoire. And you've forgotten that already, haven't you? I did ask you. I said, I said pick three of your favourite songs out of the uh, CDs that you've done. So I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to pick them now. Three songs that I would least like to be without. That's very difficult. One of them would be Big Joe Williams and the Lion. And... Uh, the third is a new song on the the last CD is the Ogma River. Okay, so we'll have a listen to that one right now. The Vikings came a sailing. That's if I heard it right. All up the Ogma River in the middle of the night, and we were bloody lucky. Dyclogwin was about. Or else, no doubt, there would have been a muddy, bloody rout. We dropped our tarts and glasses, ran out to the fray. Although, in truth, I have to say, some ran the other way. And hurried down to meet them, down by the stepping stones. That's down by Ogmore Castle, you must go there. We shook our sticks and bared our bums the way tough Welshmen do As die hurled oaths that shook the night, giant boulders too The Vikings thought they'd mixed it with something out of myth We shouted, we got Merlin, they seemed impressed by this There was just one medium long ship pulled up on the sand I seized it by the serpent's head and swung it round and round. The Vikings shuffled nervously, they didn't look tough at all. When I let fly and watched it sail above Porthcawl. They broke then for the sand dunes that run down from Merthamau, where Dai's great tomcat Tibbles was roaming all about. There's thirty Vikings running there, and only one come out 
That's down by Ogmo Castle, you must go there. He said his name was Danny, and he wasn't very brave. We said we'll have your helmet and send you on your way. But then he looked around him and said, I'd rather stay. Down by Ogmo Castle, you must go there. Well, the English got King Alfred, we got Rodri Maur, but still the Vikings came again, all called Norman now, and rebuilt Ogmo Castle, stone against the rain, while up the Ogmo River things all stayed much the same. The twelve knights of Glamorgan came riding out the mist, ogling our coracles and frightening our fish. But their armour didn't like sand or salt, and there's quite a lot of this. Down by Ogmore Castle, you must go there. They came across the stepping stones, a sad slow-motion band, as Dai strode up the river bank, great hammer in his hand. And Dai struck William Stradling and shook him to the nuts, then threw him back to Switzerland in a pile of squeaking rust. In guise of Crochet Bailey, the Vikings came again. Castle called Kafatha, fire against the rain. And the river's running black now, around the stepping stones. Some say I went for Gwenlian as Merlin squirmed his bones. And the tears rained down from Asgard and fell on sand and sod. The men of grit and iron died, and none more came, thank God. And now the river's clean again, there's sea bass in the stream, and salmon jump the waterfalls, and the banks are lush and green. In places true it's not weed, but it's still a lovely place, where anglers and canoeists can fight it out with grace. And English do the houses up, Brass against the rain, some say with dirty money found on the London train. And Di's not been around much, I suppose he's sleeping late. There's those down there in Cardiff say he must regenerate. And the English and the knotweed, we'll get along with them. Down by Ogmore Castle, you must go there. I'd just like to say thank you very much to Jeff and uh, thank you for his time and his hospitality. Nice cup of coffee and a biscuit and uh, and a laugh and a memory of some of the places we used to go and frequent. Well, that's all for this week's show, folks. I hope you enjoyed your free podcast from Urban Tiger Radio. And if you've hit that subscribe button, you'll be hearing from us again in a week's time. So it's a goodbye from me and a... <coughs> from Nelly. Goodbye.